The latest buzz about coffee. That and other stories on H2O Radio's weekly news report about water. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. It appears that water is now being used as a weapon in the conflict raging in Syria. Almost two million people in Aleppo were without water after several nights of intensive bombing by Russian and Syrian government planes. A pumping facility in rebel-controlled eastern Aleppo was hit, and then the rebels responded by shutting down a water station that supplies the rest of the city. The bombed facility serves about 250,000 people in the eastern part of the city who may now be forced to drink contaminated water from shallow wells. Hannah Singer of UNICEF in Syria said that depriving children of water puts them at risk of catastrophic outbreaks of disease and adds to the suffering, fear, and horror that children in Aleppo live through every day. There were some reports on Saturday that water service had been restored to 80% of those in the beleaguered city, but hundreds of thousands in the rebel-held eastern part of Aleppo were still without water. The Environmental Working Group released a report showing that chromium-6, a cancer-causing chemical, has been found at risky levels in almost 1,400 water systems across the U.S. The Environmental Protection Agency classifies chromium-6 as a known carcinogen, but has not established a federal standard on the maximum amount that should be allowed in water. However, the state of California has done so, and the new report uses the California levels as the amounts above which systems are not healthy. The cities with the highest levels are Phoenix, St. Louis, and Houston. Chromium-6 came to the attention of Americans in the 1990s when Aaron Brockovich assisted people in a California town to settle a case against Pacific Gas and Electric, which had polluted groundwater with the chemical. Chromium-6 occurs naturally and is found in industrial waste from textile manufacturing, leather tanning, and metal coating. The EPA isn't expected to complete its Chromium-6 testing until next year and then announce a national standard. A new study is calling for more investigation into our aging and corroding water pipes because they may be breeding dangerous drug-resistant bacteria. The lead researcher, Jeffrey Griffiths, of Tufts School of Medicine in Boston, told CBS that the bacteria, such as the one that causes Legionnaire's disease, can live in pipes and survive on tiny amounts of nutrients. The researchers noted that water treatment plants do cut down on bacteria, but most of those facilities are far from homes, and as water moves away from being treated, its chlorine content diminishes. The study estimated that more than 600,000 people are sickened every year from bacteria often found in water pipes, but it also notes that it is not currently possible to draw a direct causal link between the aging water systems and drug resistance. According to Griffiths, there's not much people can do to protect against bacteria because they pass right through most filters. However, hospitals and nursing homes could heat water to kill bacteria. Lynn Thorpe of Clean Water Action said that we are only beginning to understand what goes on inside the plumbing in our buildings, and while people should not be alarmed, they should understand that this is something that cannot be ignored. Over the years, we've heard conflicting reports about coffee. First it's good for you, then it's not, then it is again. But according to a new study, 
it could be a lifesaver. A team of scientists in Italy is using coffee grounds to remove heavy metals like lead and mercury from drinking water. They developed a foam mostly made of coffee grounds, sugar, and silicone. And they found that after letting the foam sit in contaminated water for 30 hours, it removed about 99% of lead and mercury ions. When it was put in flowing water, it absorbed about 67%. Scientists have known for about a decade that coffee can remove heavy metals from water. But up until now, it's been considered an inefficient method of purification because once you put coffee powder in water, it's really hard to get it out. Finding practical ways of purifying water is becoming increasingly important in light of the water crisis in Flint and reports of unsafe lead levels in tap water of many older homes and buildings. If the invention can be produced and distributed on a large scale, it could be a cheap, eco-friendly and effective way to alleviate a serious public health concern. The other benefit? The filter also offers a way to reuse the estimated 6 million tons of coffee grounds tossed out by homes, restaurants, and the coffee industry every year. And finally this week, climate change hasn't really made it into the presidential campaign discourse, but says third-party candidate Gary Johnson, there's really no need to discuss it. Why? Because according to the Libertarian, the sun is going to eventually explode into a fireball and incinerate the earth one day. One day, as in four and a half billion years from now, according to scientists. In a 2011 speech uncovered by Mother Jones, the candidate thinks spending trillions of dollars to try to curb global warming is largely a waste of money because in the long term the planet's going to be toast anyway. So despite this summer being one of the hottest on record, accelerated sea level rise, extreme drought, and intense flooding, apparently Johnson wants us to just chill. Following Gary Johnson's thinking, why make your bed? You're just going to sleep in it again tonight. Why eat healthy food? You're going to die eventually anyway. Not logical, however, is the recent New York Times poll that 26% of millennials support Johnson, despite the fact that the vast majority of these younger voters say global warming is fact. So what's going on? Most pollsters conclude that millennials are unaware of Johnson's positions because if they did know, they might feel the burn of his do-nothing agenda. This Week in Water is sponsored by the American Water Works Association. Looking for solutions to utility challenges? Get answers at AWWA's Water Infrastructure Conference and Expo, October 30th through November 2nd. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash H2O Infocon.